0: Welcome to the grazing podcast for Robertson Sheetham Farmers Co op. My name is Clint, and I will be your host as we record live from our beautiful Springfield, Tennessee location inside our podcast studio. Robertson Cheatham is a member owned farm supply cooperative. You can learn more about us on our website, yourfarmerscoop.com, in addition to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Please ignore the part. In our intro that says we are in Springfield because we are not in Springfield today. We are recording just outside of Nashville at the Ray Stevens Cabaret Showroom where our special guest is none other than Ray Stevens himself. Hello, Ray. Hello. Ray, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy man. No Uh, problem. But it means quite a bit you taking the time to do this. So obviously this is my first time at Cabaret. Oh yeah. yeah. And I gotta say it's a beautiful place. Thank you. It's it's very, very impressive.
1: did, uh, did you get the tour? Not not yet. Oh, not okay. yet. It was right. uh we
0: uh <clears throat> we came in and kind of made a beeline to where we're at right now, but just looking around at everything as I was passing through, it's it's beautiful. It really is. Thank you. Uh tell me a little bit about the history of this place. When when did this open?
1: I, I forgot. Uh several years ago I uh <clears throat> Uh, buddy who just walked out of the room, uh, was involved in all of it and he knows, but I can't remember, uh, what day it is. You know, one of the things that happens when you get a little older is your memory kind of fades, (laughs) but, uh, it's, I think it's been five or six years.
0: So pretty, I mean, it's a modern looking building. It's, it looks, it still looks brand new.
1: Oh, it's uh, well-built.
0: Um, so the people that come here, if, if they come here to see a show, What can they expect at Cabaret?
1: Well, you know, usually it's me. Uh, But uh, every now and then, you know, we uh, rent the space out to other entertainers and other events. But uh, if you come to see me, uh, we've got a—I think it's a pretty great show. Uh, We've got a big orchestra, 20 pieces, 19 or 20, and uh, uh, we serve— food if you like or n- not if you don't like but uh the the seating in the main on the main floor is all at tables and uh you can sit at a table with your friends and and have a drink and uh, have food if you like and see the show or you can sit theater style in chairs side by side up in the balcony and uh <clears throat> Those uh, tickets are not quite as expensive as the ones on the floor, and none of them are expensive. But uh, they, uh, people, some people want to sit up there. They like that perspective.
0: Well, you know, it sounds like it's it's got a little bit of everything. It's got you is the entertainer. It's got food. It's got drink. And just the atmosphere itself it's it's very enjoyable it's it's well worth the money if people want to come down here for a good show well thank
1: you I, I think you're right about that and uh, <clears throat> we had the sound uh, put in by the best we could find uh, people who really understand how to uh, make sound uh, sound good mm-hmm. with the right speakers and the right location of the speakers and the right amplifiers and equalizers and Blah blah blah, and of course we got lighting that's uh, uh, second to none, and uh, it's uh, it's a pretty classy deal.
0: It's a lot that goes into that, as far as, you know, scientifically making the place sound well. It's not just throwing up a foundation and insulation and some some sheetrock. You really no. have to. To high, I guess it's like um, you need an engineer for that kind of thing to really. make Oh, it sound we've
1: good. got several <laughs> several guys who uh, are experts in their individual fields, uh, light men, sound men, uh, uh, people who run, uh, uh, uh video assist mm-hmm. when the song calls for it. We do some songs that, uh, we have a video, uh, showing on the big screens all around the showroom and, uh, I think it's uh, you know, state of the art.
0: You've got a competent team that all teams up together to make this happen. All at once. Absolutely. That, that's what it sounds like. Um, so Ray, did you always have a dream of, of having a place like this on your own? Or is this something that just kind of happened recently?
1: Uh, well, it wasn't that reason, but I didn't always have a dream of having a place. I just, uh, <clears throat> I've worked a lot of places in my years and, uh, I sort of put together in the back of my mind uh, the ideal type venue that I would build if I were to build one. And sure enough, uh, I got kind of tired of traveling the road. So I decided, well, if I build a good venue here 10 minutes from my house, uh, I might be in good shape. So So I did that. In
0: other words, this is your home base. Yeah. you like to work out of. You don't right. like to get on the road. Well,
1: California. you know, I will, but, I, you know, uh, as a general rule, I don't uh, aspire to book out much. Sure,
0: sure, that makes sense. Well, it's, like I said, if, if I was going to have a home base, I'd want it to look like this. this good, is, this good. This is beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. So, Ray, one of the things, one of the, I guess, irritating things about Nashville now is you can't hardly – Go park anywhere without having to pay some money. How much do you do you charge for parking down here? Well,
1: parking is no charge here, and we have plenty of parking. <clears throat> we got three hundred spaces, and uh, they're all really good. There's not a bad uh, parking space in the in the on the property, so uh, that's a plus. That's uh, something
0: that people don't have to worry about.
1: Oh gosh, I hate to go downtown these days. The, <laughs> the parking costs more than the place you're going to.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Yeah. And Wednesday night someone told me that Wednesday nights is a, it's a designated ballet night down here where y'all put on ballets. Is that Is that true? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> is this a joke?
0: Your your publicist, your handsome publicist sitting over here to my left. I I called him yesterday and I said, "Just give me, you know, give me a little bit about Ray or so. Is there a couple things I can pick at him about?" And he said, "Ray hates paying for parking and ballets."
1: <laughs> oh, no, I don't I don't hate ballet. I... No, not ballet.
0: Ballet. Oh, valet. I thought you said ballet. Oh, no,
1: valet. Yeah, for a guy that's doing interviews, you need to get some hearing aids.
0: <laughs> well, when he told me, I said, I, that's, I thought it was strange when you said that. I said, I wonder what Ray's got against ballet Well, I don't
1: have anything against valets either, except I just don't want to fool with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That makes more sense now, Ray, because like, when he told me, I said, that's... But Ray's kind of an off-the-wall guy, so I guess it makes sense if he doesn't I, I, like ballets, but Oh,
1: no. I, I, I've still got my tutu. Uh...
0: <laughs> well, things are coming together now, Ray, for me. Uh, that makes okay. more sense. I'm glad uh, he's uh, <coughs> sitting, here, sitting here as a buffer. Uh, so <laughs> Valets. We just don't like to fool with them, and I'm the same way. I don't like to fool with them either. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> Ray, changing planes a little bit um a, a young ray stevens growing up in georgia tell me tell me a little bit about that you as a young man um did, did you grow up in a musical oriented family
1: not really i was a, i'm the only one in the family that uh, was inclined to be musical uh <clears throat> not that my parents or my brother uh couldn't have been if they had wanted to they probably could have done it, but, uh, you know, I just went after it.
0: Now, I, I, s- I listened to an interview, I think it's the one you did with Adam Corolla. Yeah. You said in there that your, your dad, he was a, uh, a baseball player.
1: Yeah, well, he I was born in a cotton mill town in North Georgia, and uh, they had a, the cotton mill. My dad worked at the cotton mill, and they had a baseball team. And he played third base on the baseball team, and that was a big deal when I was a little kid. I got to go to all the baseball games, and and it was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. And having having your dad being out there playing, that's I mean, that's big medicine to a yeah to a little kid. I and mean,
1: I knew the guy in the hot dog stand, and he would slip me a hot dog every now and then. So
0: <laughs> so it was it was a a good experience for you. Absolutely, up. and that's yeah. that's something that you would have also liked to have done. Um,
1: I just wasn't big enough. Wasn't big enough. My dad was a lot bigger than me, and uh, <coughs> I uh, kept growing, but not enough, so.
0: So that led you to to transition um, to, to the music business. When right. You were, how old were you when you started uh, playing music?
1: Well, my mother gave me piano lessons when I was six, and my dad bought an old upright piano. I think he paid 60 bucks for it, and uh, it was good, though, and, and uh, I learned to play. From uh, age six,
0: did it obviously? You had somebody training you on how to use a piano, but did it did it come natural to you?
1: Pretty pretty much so. Yeah, uh, I took lessons for quite a while, and uh, <clears throat> uh, but it was uh, it wasn't hard to, to pick up on it.
0: Was the piano? Did, did you have a choice and learn it? Or did you tell your mom and dad, like, hey, I had all these instruments. I think I'd like to, to learn the piano more so than a, a banjo. Or I
1: didn't even think about it. You know, uh, I uh, just had, a, they gave me a piano and I just started playing with it. You if, know,
0: if I was going to learn any <sighs> instrument, Ray, it would, I think it'd be the piano. There's just something about it. When you hear a good piano song, it. it I don't know. It's like it—it um, it brings out this emotions in you. There's just something about the sound. That, <laughs> it, it's just such a beautiful. Well, you sound. know,
1: guitar is the instrument of choice for so many people these days. Right. But you know, think back—back back in the old Western saloons, they always had a piano player. Yep. And so uh, you know, it's those two instruments are sort of the backbone of of uh, bands these days. Sure. Sure.
0: Now, at what point in your in your career? Did you choose to to pursue a um, a comedic type of satirical music more so than just old love songs or gospel songs? <clears throat>
1: well, you know, I tried to write songs from the time I was fifteen, but uh, I and I wrote some pretty good songs, straight songs, I call them. But uh, I kept getting these ideas for songs that were comedic, and I'd write them and. When I started recording, I would record them, and sure enough, people seemed to like that. So uh, I went with the winner. Was
0: there ever, when you had the idea to kind of go this different route as far as incorporating comedy into music, was there ever a hesitancy to do so because you didn't know how it would be received, or did you see a um, a demand for it that just wasn't being filled by other artists.
1: I didn't even think about it. I just did it. You just
0: did. It, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it worked out really, really well in your yeah. favor. Yeah. Well,
1: did
0: you have any? In what, what were your influences as far as comedy? Did you have? Because um, we all have a different sense of humor. Oh yeah. Know? Like me, <clears throat> Don, and I here, we've got a. A very strange sense of humor that I can't really explain at times in the things that we find funny. What uh, were your influences growing up as a young Well, man? you know,
1: all the comedians. Uh, I was a big fan of uh, comedians as well as <clears throat> records that were uh, made uh, by groups like the Coasters. Uh, they cut uh, a lot of comedy songs that were written by uh, uh, a couple of guys in New York. Uh, Oh man, memory's not the first thing to go, but uh, I'll think of it after it's too late. Um, anyway, these guys wrote a bunch of great comedy songs like "Yakety Yak" and "Along Came Jones" and mm-hmm. things like that. And uh, so, I was a big fan of the Coasters.
0: The Coasters, I've heard yeah. of the Coasters. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a reach here and make a prediction and I could be, I could be horribly wrong, but based off of watching your videos to a lot of your songs, I see a lot of patterns with some of the humor that I've seen before that came from the three stooges. Were you a fan of the three stooges? I like
1: the three stooges. I don't know that I ever patterned a song after them. Uh, I mean it's hard not to, they've done so many things, but I wasn't trying for that.
0: Well, in particular, your video, uh the the ballad of the blue streak. That's about the wrestler, correct?
1: The blue cyclone. The
0: blue cyclone, I apologize. Yeah um so in the in the video, when the blue, blue cyclone, I think he follows you after your car and pulls you he starts roughing you up a bit. Oh yeah. There's, now,
1: there's... now let me say right off the bat, I did not write that song. Okay. I just a guy named Glenn Sutton wrote the Blue Cyclone. Well, and I and, and uh, I recorded it.
0: And I, I'm <clears throat> so I understand you didn't write all those songs, even though you wrote a large portion of them. But my next question was the the way you the way the videos were produced. Did you have say in all that? How? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the part where he comes out there and starts ragdolling you, and there's a part where you're down in the pavement and your leg is up by your head and your arms twisted around and there's a scene in one of the three stooges where they're all stuffed in a trash can hiding from the police yeah. and you know, you know, the slapstick comedy, I think <laughs> it's the one with Shemp in it. And I think Shemp goes to bite Mo's foot cause it's up by his face and he ends up biting his own foot and hollering. It's just the funniest thing. And it reminded me of that. So I'm thinking Ray had to have been a, a fan of the three stooges. Maybe that's what went into his sense
1: of humor. No, I didn't see that three stooges episode, but <laughs> I think you'd like it. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure I would.
0: What about um, what about the old school Looney Tunes? Growing up, oh yeah,
1: some of those are just fabulous.
0: The man that that voiced the majority of those characters, Mel Blanc, was his name. He did. Oh, yeah, he was
1: great, guys, Mel Blanc. Yeah, oh, so talented. Yeah, and the two guys' names that I was trying to think of are Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller Okay, that wrote all the songs for the coasters. Okay. Yeah. I
0: I remember, what was the, I don't remember the name of the song, but in the video, is it helped me make it through the night? Yeah. Okay. In the video, you know, you start out singing on the piano, very serious and, and romantic, but then it takes a turn, a comedic turn, where you're all these characters and one of them you're uh, you're like a i guess like a southern kind of plantation gentleman with a gun and you're talking like foghorn leghorn the rooster on looney tunes Uh and it just uh, it tickled me Uh, that's the first time i I, would ever (laughs) seen that but i'm thinking he had to model some of this comedy maybe after the old looney tunes in the 50s and
1: 60s well i don't know i could have but you know what goes in uh the brain uh spins around in there for a while and who knows what's going to come out right, so
0: right and, and right it's it's your type of comedy especially and i'm talking about in the music videos for the songs the things that you added in there it's a lot of just off the wall humor just wild stuff that that i have an appreciation for mm. and it's kind of hard to predict what's going to happen next um i i I'm familiar with a lot of your songs growing up, but for whatever reason, I don't ever remember hearing Ahab, uh, A-rab, Ahab, 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 yeah. and I was listening to it earlier this week, and I think it's one of my favorite ones. Oh, good.
1: Well, you know, it was uh, the first big hit I ever had. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: what year, was that, would that have been in the 70s? That would have been 62. 62. Yeah. So I, I just I believe you were a man before his time, and a lot of this humor. (laughs) I don't know because when you, (laughs) the part in the song, where he's describing, you know, where his uh, the sultan's mistress there, when you're describing all the food she has in front of her, you just start naming off all these fruits like. um, uh, what's that pomegranates and grapes right. and, and all these foods that make sense with the middle east during that time period like okay that makes sense and then all of a sudden you say bowl of chitlins and candy bars and co-colas <laughs> it's just off the wall stuff man it just cracked because i wasn't expecting it
1: oh well you're easily amused oh yes no no
0: <laughs> and that's the thing about uh uh you know Don, your your publicist and and my brother, our humor we are easily amused at just kind of <laughs> random things. All right, but a lot of other people were too because obviously you know the success um, that it had. If uh, now, Ray, let me just just go here with me for a second. Now, are you familiar with any of the Austin Powers movies? Did you watch any of those with Mike Myers? Um, I don't know if I did or not. Well. That's irrelevant, but there's a part in the movie where they become frozen in time. Oh, okay. And they're still alive, but they're frozen, and then they wake <clears throat> up a couple decades later. If I could have frozen you after you would have made all these hits, and you don't know how they did, you just you, you, you made them, you produced them, you put them out there, and we froze you in time, and then we wake you up now, what would you have, if, wh- which, which one of these hits would you have expected to have the most success?
1: You, I have no idea. Guess? That's a that's a really strange question, and uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm not going to attempt to answer it. I'm sorry. No,
0: I, that's okay. Well, I was looking on Spotify oh, at okay. your top songs because you know your, your your top five are uh, are ranked on there according to I guess who listens to them the most. Uh uh-huh. But Mississippi Squirrel Revival is is number one, kind of by far and away. Now the other ones have great success too, but for some reason the Mississippi Squirrel Revival really. Stands out there alone is, is uh-huh. the one that has so much success. Did, yeah. did that? Does that surprise you?
1: No, I'm not surprised by anything. You know, I, I don't, uh, I don't try to uh, grade my songs or records. Uh, I just do them and hope they do well. Sure, yeah.
0: sure. And that one, of course, they all did well, but that one's number one on there. And I thought, oh, good. I wonder if it, when he put it out, I wonder if he saw the potential in it to. to to do that well, or maybe he expected The Streak to do the best, or um, The yeah. Shriners. Well,
1: especially. The Streak sold the most records. but It uh, did. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: I'm glad we, we're talking about The Streak, because the sense of humor that you put into your your songs and the videos that go along with them, did Did you write The Streak, or did one of those other two? two?
1: No, I wrote The Streak,
0: yeah. that That whistle that you put in there... After the line, they call them the streak, and then that that kind of—I I don't know what you call it, Ray—the
1: whistle. Yeah, that, that it's called it's called an Acme Thunderer, I believe. Uh, it's made it's made over in London, and uh, they get old uh, after you you know blowing them for a while, and you have to buy another one. And they're <laughs> they're kind of expensive, but uh, you know, well worth it
0: for whatever reason, Ray. And and I I'm amused by simple things. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't take a lot to, to make me laugh, but that noise you put in that song, that's my favorite part of the whole song. Oh, really? You saw, uh-huh. It tickles me every uh-huh. time I hear it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why did he? Why did you want to put that in there? Like, Did you see the potential for it to add to the humor, or did you just like the sound itself? Well, you know,
1: the guy's fast, he's streaking, and that sound just seemed like it would go with a, a streaker. Oh, it's perfect. There you go. It's, <whistles> it's,
0: it's genius. It's mm-hmm. genius. Well, I don't know about um, that, but... You know, and it's it's funny the actors in a lot of the videos. It was funny now, Buddy, who I just met, I, I recognized him. I said, I've seen this, I've seen this guy before somewhere.
1: He was the Blue Cyclone in that one.
0: He was that, and if I'm not mistaken, was he? How the actor in Mississippi Squirrel Bible were the were the squirrel? Yeah, hoods? yeah. That's that's how I that recognized was, him. That was Buddy. So that was kind of leads me to my next question because because obviously Buddy was in your videos. And Don, I know he was in one of your videos, a few years back.
1: Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. The
0: Taylor Swift one, yeah. Um, the the actors in these videos, I did. Did you were these family and friends that you that you used? Yeah, for it or sure. Were they just random people. Or? No,
1: they just family and friends. Because they all did a great job. Yeah, they um, were. Uh, they had fun doing it.
0: The one, the 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 guy that was in the. Uh, casket on sitting up with the dead uh, yeah who who was that guy to
1: bill use? burge i believe was his name and uh, he was perfect for that part uh and uh your brother don he was uh, on the uh, video of the song taylor swift is stalking yep. me and uh, what, what what were you what were you in that video detective. oh yeah you were a detective. Okay. a <laughs>
0: He was in the nut house and you come walking up with a magnifying glass and a hat like Sherlock Holmes. And I guess you're just trying to appease whatever he thinks and you're just shaking me. It's pretty funny. Uh, Uh, It's it's a great video.
1: Oh God, I'll have to get that out and watch it again.
0: He thought Taylor Swift was talking, but it was a hoot out of the whole (laughs) thing. That's been fairly, what was that, four, it's been within the past five years, I think.
1: uh, Probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
0: You were much thinner <clears throat> in the video. You, you didn't have nearly the muscles that you have now. Well, you know. So it had to be five, six years ago, probably.
1: Well, what can I say? Yeah, now works out every day. What
0: about this guy, Ray? What about, look at that. I guy. don't he know. I, I'm not going to mess
1: with him. <laughs> I'm not going to mess with him.
0: <laughs> now, sitting, <clears throat> up, sitting up with the dead... Like you say in the song, that used to be a customary thing that people would do with family and friends. Oh, sure. Did you ever have that experience down in Georgia?
1: I might have when I was little. You know, I don't remember exactly who it was or when it was, but uh, I have been to a wake or two, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: We had a, Eldon and I, we had an uncle. Of course, he he passed long before we were born, but his name was Uncle Skillet. I'm sure you've heard dad talk about him uh and um he was the way i've heard him talk about him you know he was just a kind of a gruff old country guy you know just just uncle honest S- uncle skillet Uncle Skillet, like you cook in okay yeah and uh, he told mm-hmm. me when he was a young man when uncle skillet was a young man he had a friend die and they did the customary thing they they had him in a house and they stayed all night with him with the body and i think they ended up getting drunk that night oh, me, drinking whiskey and they ended up getting him out of the coffin and propped his body up in a corner and put a put a cigarette in his mouth okay. and just kind just ended up leaving him there did you i was wondering Did you, well i hope
1: they didn't light the cigarette
0: i they may have i don't know okay. i don't know but that always cracked me up you know just that story i mean people wouldn't know what to think about that now yeah. But I figured, may you you may have had an experience like that that went into uh, not that I recall. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me! So Ray, obviously, you've you've had uh, much success um, with uh, with the comedic, satirical type music, but also you've had success with very serious songs. Um, Everything is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very well known song. I'm just curious because I. At the beginning of the song, it's it's a chorus of children singing um, Jesus Loves Little Children. Yeah. Why did you put that in there?
1: I thought it set up the song really well. Yeah. You know, Jesus Loves the Little Children is an old Sunday school song that uh, I was taught when I was three or four years old in uh, Sunday school. And, uh, you know, the, when I went, I took a portable tape recorder to a, school uh, where my daughters attended, Uh, this was in 1970 or 69 or 70, and I got the second grade class, which one of my daughters was a member of the second grade class, and I got them in the lunchroom at the school, and there was a piano in there, and the second grade teacher knew how to play the piano a little bit, and so she played for them to sing. Jesus loves the little children, and they all knew it. And uh, we did it in a couple of takes, and I took the uh, tape back to the studio and spliced it onto the front of the record of Everything is Beautiful that I had already made, and I covered the splice with a string cord, and uh, it worked terrific. It so, was fab- fabulous.
0: So when, when people listen to that song now, that that particular part came from the school where your daughters attended. Yeah, and right. probably their voices Contributing to that in the song. Oh sure, yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. That's that's pretty special, yeah. isn't it?
1: Well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think that's neat. Well, I thought they, this, they
1: I, did a great job.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought the same thing when I listened to it. I said, you know, this is a, this is a, it's pretty perfect for setting up the song.
1: Ah, uh, you know, yes, I just, thought so.
0: It's it's an excellent way to to kick it off, like you said. And I I thought the same thing, and I wanted to to get your opinion on that. Um, so. Ray, what have you enjoyed the most about your career
1: overall? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I've just enjoyed probably every facet of uh, my time in the music business, and uh, I've had a lot of fun.
0: Do you ever think to yourself, like, this is strange how this worked out? Did you ever expect to to have this much success?
1: I know I didn't, but, you know, I'm happy that uh, some things worked out.
0: Well, you know, it's, uh, like I said, you've, you've accomplished a lot. If I'm, now, I'm going off of memory here. You've been nominated for 12 Grammys. You've won two Grammys. You've been inducted into about every uh, music hall of fame I think may exist, or quite a few of them. I mean, well, you, you've had yeah, some a lot of them, yeah. yeah you, I mean, you've done, done, done so many things. If, if you could have done anything else, let's just say music wouldn't have worked out, What's one other thing you you think you would have liked to have done?
1: I might have liked to be an architect. Really, I, I love to design buildings and houses and D- things.
0: Did you design this one cabaret? Yeah. Yes, I did. Did you? Yeah. How long did it take you to sit down and perfect it the way you wanted?
1: Oh, not, not long at all. You know, because I'd been to so many other show places around the country mm-hmm. that I kind of had a vision in mind of what it needed to look like and sure. how big it needed to be. And of course I hired some architects that uh, knew how the nuts and bolts are connected to do the final drawings, mm-hmm. but, uh, the overall plan I, I came up with.
0: Well, it, you did an excellent job. I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's a very beautiful venue and if you've never been here before, then you need to buy a ticket and come down here and see it. <laughs> sure. Um, Ray, I've got a question. It's, I guess it's like a philosophical kind of question, and I figured you'd be a good man to ask. Are you? Do you watch much TV, or do you have any shows that you like?
1: Yeah, every now and then I watch TV. I'm I'm not a junkie, but uh, you know, I uh, there are some great little shows out there these days.
0: There, there is, and I'm like you. I don't watch a whole lot of it, but I have a few shows that I like, and one of them. Is uh, it's it's the Office. Are you familiar with the Office? No, I'm not. It's it's a it's a comedy type of sitcom, mm. and there's just I don't know how to put it into words. It's it's about a group of people that all work at a paper company together, and the uh, the humor in it ninety percent of it hits my funny bone directly. It just makes me laugh. And, uh, I was watching, watching an episode the other night I've seen before, but, uh, the main character, Steve Carell, he's a, he's a famous actor. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he's the the main boss there. And he, there's something about his humor. Like he, something was happening. He just made this facial expression one time and it tickled me to the point I couldn't stop laughing. And my wife, she was laughing too. And I asked her, I'm like, what is that? like what humor is something it makes us laugh. I guess it's something that brings us joy. I don't know the science behind it, but I couldn't explain why I liked it so much. It just appealed to me in some way, well, shape or form. Uh, you
1: know, I, I, you don't need to explain it. Just enjoy it. I yeah, guess. Yeah.
0: Is that, is that how you kind of view it? Just, just yeah, take it for what it is and yeah. enjoy it.
1: Uh, I mean, you can, uh, back in the days before TV radio, uh, was funny, but they couldn't. You couldn't read the expressions on their faces, and TV has added a whole uh, another dimension to uh, comedy shows and and any kind of show. Really. Sure,
0: sure. But to me, you were kind of a pioneer in that with uh, with the trail that you blazed with with your music. Um, once you decided to go that route, and you had success at it. Was there ever any pushback from record companies or people, you know, or did they, was it pretty much embraced by everybody?
1: Oh, I, I think it was accepted. Uh, the first long-form video that I made, and that long-form means that it's more than one song, uh, I made a video called Comedy Video Classics, and it had eight songs in it. And I uh, asked the record company, did they want to pay for the production, and if they would then they would own the video and they could sell it forever you know and they said no we don't Uh, this is back in the beginning of videos they said no we don't think video is all that uh, necessary we think videos are good to sell audio that's what we do we sell audio I said well okay so I paid for it myself and wound up owning this uh, product called comedy video classics and I put it on uh, cable channels with an 800 number and we sold five million, so the record company was a little bit wrong on that one, but uh, I'm glad I uh, took a chance and uh, went and went out and uh, and produced this thing. It worked out well in your favor. It worked out well.
0: And you know, I, I I listened. I heard a song just by chance the other day. I had never heard before. It, uh, it was Johnny Cash. I don't know if he wrote it or not, but it was a it was a comedy song. It was called. Um, shoot the tight if if i told you who it was have you ever heard that one if i told you who it was if i told you who it was you'd think i was making it up
1: boy it wasn't a boy named sue was it
0: it wasn't that one but it, he ends up taking a uh an artist home to they go on a date and he ends up taking her home but he's not telling who who it is he says i can't tell you who it is and he, the way he describes her in the song, she's very beautiful. And you're thinking, you know, it's going to be like Dolly Parton or something. But it ends up being Minnie Pearl. Oh, yeah.
1: it's you know, it's pretty funny, man. I'd never heard it before, <laughs> I had heard that by myself. But,
0: oh, yeah. It was good. It was good. Um, but there were, there were artists that had funny songs like Jerry Reed and Amos Moses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, it just sounds like you really blazed a trail at doing mm-hmm. that. And it, and it worked out well in your favor, <clears> obviously. <throat> um there is a bust. Is that Mozart over your right shoulder?
1: No, that's you? Beethoven.
0: Beethoven. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's uh, Ludwig van Beethoven.
0: Did, now, did <clears> Beethoven <throat> could he see the words in his head as he wrote the music, or was that? Was I have no idea.
1: Well, someone told me,
0: <laughs> Ray, when you were, when you were coming up with these songs, you could actually see the words in your head.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, that was a different time. They didn't. Uh, that well, I don't know what they did, but uh for the most part, Beethoven, as i can get from the history I've been told, just wrote you know uh great arrangements of melodies that he had you know come up with, and uh, it was an orchestral thing
0: if If you could meet any of those famous artists, if you could bring them back from the dead <laughs> and meet them who would you who would you like to sit down and spend time with I don't know.
1: I, you know, Mozart was really good and, uh, uh, you know, there's just a bunch of them that were fabulous and I don't know which one, if I could only bring one, I'd bring them all if I could.
0: The Mozart, <clears> they did a movie about him. It's probably 20 or 30 years. I think it's called Amadeus. Yeah. And right. It, did you, did you see that? Yeah. It's a good movie, man. He was a wild man, apparently. Yeah. He loved to party and carouse and, and write yeah. music. And that was, I was going to tell you, if you've never seen that when you ought to look at it. Um, I guess one of the most important questions I, I have for you, Ray, uh, is Don a pretty good publicist?
1: I hope he is. He's uh, been doing it a long time.
0: He yeah he has. How long have you been? Two thousand nine is that when you?
1: We just had our fourteenth anniversary on Monday, and Ray's been with me twelve of the twelve of those years.
0: Is oh so you got Ray early?
1: Yeah, he, Ray was one of my. First.
0: Oh, I didn't know he oh, was. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize
1: you had him that early. He helped, build, uh-huh. he helped build the the castle. The castle? The castle. Okay. The PR
0: castle. Oh. Well, obviously, he stuck with you 12 years, so he must have been I've been to your down.
1: house. It's a nice house, but it doesn't look like a castle. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, not where I reside. I just mean the company. you. I see. You're okay. You're one of the, one of the pillars. <laughs> okay. So you ended up sticking with him,
0: ray So you must well, like him pretty good. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. Well, we got him in the
0: Hall of Fame. Yes, the Country Music Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a big deal. That's a big deal. How
1: did that feel? I don't mean to take over. No, the show. you're fine. I don't mean, to, I don't mean to take over the show, but I got it on video when we went down to the CMA and they thought that you thought that they were just doing an interview. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And Sarah Trahearn walks in there and tells you. Yeah, right. Well, what'd that feel like? Well it was quite a nice surprise. Yeah. It was uh unexpected, but uh, very good. Very nice.
0: Ray, you are you strike me as an even kill kind of guy. You just you don't seem like you get excited one way or the other about too many things, which is interesting because when I listen to your music and I watch your videos, I'm thinking, Ray's going to be this animated, off the wall, arms flailing around kind of uh, guy, but well, you're, you're very, you have a very calm, uh, collective demeanor.
1: Well, so you know, thank easy. you. I, uh, I'm getting older and I just don't, uh, I'm not so demonstrative. Maybe earlier on I was a little more uh, <clears throat> demonstrative, sure. but you know, I don't know.
0: It's an interesting contrast, but yeah. it's, it's very calming. You have a calming presence about <laughs>
1: you.
0: So, Ray, what's uh, the 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 future years for you? What what's le- I mean, are you going to continue to write songs? What are your what are your goals in the
1: future? Well, yeah, you know, I uh, I am going to continue to try to write songs and make records. And uh, we're sitting right now doing this interview in the control room of my studio here at the Cabaret, and I've got several new projects in the works uh that we're working on and uh, so i'm going to continue to do that and continue to try, try to perform in the cabaret and you know uh see what happens yeah
0: yeah well that 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 sounds like excellent goals to have in the future man um all well, right so kind of to, to wrap things up here uh promoting the, the cabaret down here it's it's Located right off. If you're going through Nashville, you get on take 40 towards Memphis. Get off at Charlotte, I think, and then River Road is right.
1: And you said earlier it was outside Nashville. It's not outside Nashville. It's in Nashville.
0: (coughs) Outside of downtown. Well, yeah, still in Nashville. It's
1: it's ten minutes from downtown if you get on I 40. Okay, and you get off at uh, Charlotte and turn right, and uh, right after you get on Charlotte. Uh, you can see it from that I 40 get off point
0: sits up on a hill, right? It's a, it's like a lighthouse up here <laughs> signaling folks in. So if people, uh, how do people purchase tickets? Can they get online to do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. And again, if they co- you perform, which I know you're coming back in March, Right to, to perform, but you perform typically on Saturday nights, is that correct?
1: Well, we're starting out with Saturdays, and uh, hopefully the demand will require us to add more nights in the week, but uh, we'll see what happens.
0: How many, how many people uh, will this place sit?
1: 700. 700? 500 downstairs, 200 in the balcony. So
0: when I was walking through the, sh- the showroom there, it was dark, so I couldn't see anything. Oh, and yeah. 700 people. Goodness gracious! Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of bodies in there.
1: Well, yeah, it's you know,
0: um, but tickets are online. Uh, any information they want to find, I'm sure that I'm sure this place has its on Facebook and oh,
1: Instagram we got and all that we stuff. got the uh, uh, the internet covered with uh, ways to buy tickets. Okay. Hopefully, yeah, that's, that's what I'm told anyway. That's available to whoever
0: right. wants to look. Right. Well, it's it's a beautiful place, Ray, and I would recommend uh, everybody come down here and take a look at it. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add? Before, no, I please? think you've
1: covered just about everything I can think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think I went through my little list here. Uh, last question, was Don a good publicist? And it seemed like we, we answered that one. So, yeah, he's giving himself yeah, a yeah. thumbs up. All right. Yeah. Hey, man, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy man. I'm
1: happy to do it, and it was nice meeting you. Yes, sir. It
0: was great to meet you. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and be sure to tune in next week for a brand new grazing episode. Bye-bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the grazing podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and come pay us a visit at Robertson Sheatham Farmers Co-op.